All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith. And I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation. It could be business. It could even be personal. that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. But the people who get our attention and may convince or persuade or influence us, they're not just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately, we'll all become better at selling by being human. Gang, this woman is the first uh, co-worker I have on the podcast that I've brought on in, in two years. Um, she is just uh, such a, an awesome just human being and salesperson. I love her description on her, on her site, uh, on LinkedIn. She's genuine always. She's passionate about education, learning, optimistic about the future. Uh, she's an Enneagram 3W2 disc style ID, Myers-Briggs, ESFJT. Not sure what any of that stuff means, um, but she's just a great person in general. She's an, a, a commercial account executive at Docebo and a podcast host as well at the Learning Elevated Podcast by Docebo. Uh, please welcome none other than... Emily Dukes to the podcast. Welcome, Emily. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex. Yes, that description on LinkedIn is a mouthful. And we can dive in to any little bit of that that you want to dive into. But yeah, it's definitely um, it's we, a lot. We certainly will. We certainly will. I love also it's a side hustler and extrovert. So we'll talk about that as well, too. Yes. Um, Emily, you know, you just, you know, I, I wanted to have you on because of all of the people I work with, um, I just, I feel a, a great energy when you work and I listen to calls and, uh, you know, you really connect with people. You're a former teacher. So I want to, you know, really dig into that. But before I get into all that, uh, I want you to answer this question because I feel like you're so great at this without even knowing. Uh, and the question I'm asking all my guests is when you see, hear that term to sell by being human, what does that mean for you when you hear it? Yeah, I love that you asked this question because it is like, it's what guides me. Um, to me, people just want to be treated like they're intelligent, like they know what they're doing and like they're being heard, like you said at the beginning. And um, I find that so often they don't get that experience. So when we do give them that experience, we just treat them like a normal person. Um, and we make little jokes here and there. And we, you know, can giggle at some things and make self-depreciating comments and, you know, just poke fun at business life. You know, um, it just sets everyone at ease. And in today's world, I mean, consumers are so much more empowered and knowledgeable than they've ever been. And so honestly, a lot of times just giving them um, credit for doing their own research, mm -hmm. understanding the market, you know, um, that goes a long way too. And it just, you know, obviously it comes naturally to folks like us who are naturally, you know, outgoing and gregarious as my third grade teacher used to say, uh, us social butterflies. Um, and I feel like if I wasn't acting in that realm, like if I wasn't giving off that vibe, that wouldn't even be real me, you know? So anyway, I guess to sum up, up your question and put a bow on top, 
to sell human means just to, I mean, be myself and um, be respectful of, you know, other folks, their perspectives, their experiences, and their intelligence (laughs) and not, you know, um, treating them like they're any less than or, um, yeah, on any different kind of plane than I am. Yeah, that's a great answer. There's two things there that I liked uh, what you said is just, you know, yeah, people do have so much information and we try to like, we lose sight of that fact. We just go right in. Some people, uh, and you said like when they're not treated like that. So it makes, it it begs my question, like, yeah, how are, uh, how are people treating people? Are they launching into just a sales process? Are they launching into kind of a pitch about them or about the history of the company when all of that stuff is stuff that, you know, they probably already know. They they don't yes. need to be told twice by you. They're intelligent. They can Google, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they can press things on a keyboard. And uh, I mean, our marketing spends a great deal of money and time and effort of putting that stuff front and center in multiple places. So it, it doesn't take a lot of time to find that information, but you know, you're, you said you gave them, you're, you're giving them credit. You want to be respectful yeah. of them. So it's like, you know, you, you want to give them information. They want to learn by the time they got to you, they want to learn an insight that they can't find, um, you know, on the website or a perspective from a client that they can't learn. Um, just, you know, and, and there's a lot of really detailed information that people can learn and that you think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm super intelligent by offering this up, but it's like thinking what, what can someone not really know from, yeah from just, um, you know, seeing that. So I, I love that you kind of connected that and then just connecting it to being you. Like, I, I love yeah. the the quote that someone came on the podcast, one of my first guests, Camille Clemens, she said, um, you know, just be you because everyone else is taken. And I mean, that really just stuck with me because it's like, there could be great salespeople all through, there's great salespeople all throughout the Chabo, but no two of us sells exactly the like because we just are so ourselves. And if you don't let that come to the surface, you're just missing a huge superpower in my opinion. So I'm, I'm, I love that you said and connected those. Totally. You know, know, I thought you might appreciate, I have like a tiny story to tell on this subject. Go ahead. Yeah. Go for it. So I thought you might appreciate this. The, one of the hardest lessons I ever had to learn was about like being myself in my role as an account executive. It was one of my favorite, um, prospective clients, I I won't name names, but um, they're finally going to sign a contract with Docebo this week Um, or maybe next week because it's Friday now. But, um, you know, this month they're going to finally, they've made their decision, but it was a very long road to get here. And two years ago, I was working with the same organization. And um, I'm going to go, I'm going to speak kind of vaguely here, but just to get the point across... I made the decision to not share some um, out competitive intel about one of our competitors with this prospective buyer, with this buyer. And um, I thought I was like, I thought I was doing the right thing because I didn't want to come across as, as salesy. I, I always, you know, try to avoid anything that makes me sound salesy. I'm like, you know, you know. And I thought that like giving her that insight into the competitive landscape might come across as a little bit silly. So I made the executive decision to not say anything. Well, two years ago, they did not choose to go with Docebo. They chose one of our competitors. Well, long story short, um, 
it did not go well. They didn't get, even get it off the ground. And here we are, and they're about to come to Docebo after all. But we could have saved an entire two-year legal process, probably mm. money lost, a bunch of stuff. Had I just told her what I kind of knew deep down I should have told her. And in fact, she called me on my cell phone and said, can we speak off the record? And I'm, I'm like, my heart starts beating fast. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> yes, sure, okay. And she's like, Emily, I just want to let you know that it would have been okay. You know, maybe not everyone would have responded well to what you could have shared with us, but we would have responded well. And I just want you to know that sometimes those hard conversations where, you know, you've trusted in us and you know that we've done our research, we've done our due diligence, but you, how you said a second ago, you are the only you, or I just butchered that, but yeah, everyone else is taken. Everyone else is taken. I wasn't true to me in that moment. And then it cost, it cost something. And so that was really a tough thing for me to learn, for me to hear, et cetera, et cetera. So now obviously I've learned from that and I um, try to speak to that subject whenever I feel like I need to, obviously in a tactful way, don't want to like, again, bad mouth or, or whatever, but Gosh, uh, sometimes being yourself is actually not that easy. <laughs> so <laughs> I just figured you you would appreciate that because it was a tough, tough um, conversation to have and lesson to learn. Yeah, that, that's interesting because I always, always, you know, I think when you try to so hard to come across not as salesy, um, you know, sometimes that that could even be more uh, salesy sometimes too because you're yes. kind of going through this process, this made up process. Again, if you're not being true to yourself, if you're like, I know that the customer, you know, could be helped by this, or I know the customer is yep. not thinking about this, but I don't want them to like me, like I'm, I'm throwing mud at somebody. Um, but you, you know, again, it's like, here's the reason I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, Hey, you know, because you told me this, I think you should, you know, be asking these questions or be thinking about these yep. things, or I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I'm not sure if it's a deal breaker, if it matters, maybe it, it doesn't, but I thought I'd at least bring it to your attention and let you kind of decide what to do with it um, goes a, a long way, you know, and, and it's different where it's like, hey, you shouldn't go do that because of this, or that competitor isn't the right solution because, you know, it's yeah. more, hey, I'm just, um, I'm thinking about you and um, in my experience, based on what I know, based on other clients that I've worked with that have looked at that sort of thing, I want to tell you this and let you kind of do what you need to with it or let you kind of decide if that's important or not. And if not, no big deal, you know, not yeah. at all, you know, so totally. um, I love that story. So tell me about, I, I love that like you came, uh, I love that you are a teacher, you're a former teacher and a photographer as well, like the side hustle that you have. And I want to read how you sell. I'm going to get to the photography in a second, but I, I just focusing on a teacher because a lot of times people don't think teachers, um, you know, maybe maybe former teachers that you're friends with now, your colleagues like now that they don't consider, consider themselves selling, you know, anything necessarily. They're teaching. Mm-hmm. They're, um, they're, they're just like expressing knowledge or they're transferring knowledge and things like that. And they don't make the connection between how, what they do, um, like the best teachers are, are, are truly connecting and personalizing and, and that sort of things. And that's sales. So tell me what yes. you think you, 
I, I don't even know like what got you into, I mean, you can say the money got you into sales from teaching, <laughs> but I want to know like, cause that's not like a, you know, it's, I, I find so much success in teachers um, and they don't, uh, they make some of the best salespeople and, and you're, you're in evidence, I think, but tell me what drew you to it. And then what, what did you learn uh, being a teacher um, and how do you think teachers sell uh, in, in what they do? Uh, and what have you learned that you've taken into what you do today? Gosh, I love the, the connection here because it is so strong. I mean, the transferable skill set um, from one to another is tangible. So yes, teaching is, well, at least when I taught, it was definitely selling because I was teaching literature to high school students. A, they don't have the um, attention span <laughs> for, for novels, right? Everything's TikTok now. So like, you know, um, you had to sell the importance of reading, you know, Beowulf, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Um, and sometimes once you get them bought in, um, well, obviously your life is much easier, but it's really cool too, because like you said, bringing, because all of literature is, is all themes, right? Like it's all, it's not necessarily about the storyline itself, but about what the main characters learned or, you know, the, the thematic, um, the lessons that you can learn um, and that you can take and apply to your own lives. So again, the, the human element coming into that, a lot of what I was doing was making sure that it was obvious to them, you know, what they could learn from from that and, and facilitating conversations and discoveries. Well, that's like basically what I do as a salesperson also, especially it makes it really easy because I'm selling learning, you know, software. So it's still related um, to learning. But I, the other day, I even, I noticed it coming to life even more, you know, when we're on demonstrations and we're showing our prospective buyers, the actual, the Docebo platform, and we're talking them through how it could help them do X, Y, Z and how um, it would benefit their company. Here's what they're currently doing. Here's what it could look like in the future. You know, that kind of thing. And and we're kind of dreaming with them. That's literally all we're doing is we're educating them. Um, We're opening their eyes to something that they might not have seen in that, in that light before, you know? So it's very similar in that, I'm not really doing much. I actually sometimes feel like I did more convincing and selling as a teacher than I do as a salesperson. (laughs) Because the the pains that that these folks are feeling when they come to us looking for a better learning management system, they're so viscerally real sometimes. Like these folks are spending hours and hours in spreadsheets, you know, and Mm -hmm. you, you know, Mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas these teenagers might think they have, they most of the time did think they had it all figured out. And so I was the one having to say, no, you don't, you know? Um, so yeah, there's the connections. I could just talk about that forever and the similarities. And, um, I definitely think that the, the, um, experience that I had teaching and the knowledge that I gained from pulling out, um, you know, connections for these for these teenagers to make and to make relevance to their lives um definitely helps me in my day-to-day <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm like 
when you say the word like facilitate, uh, that kind of like made me really think about a lot because like, there's a lot of teachers that are just kind of talking at kids and like, okay, go to page three, chapter four. And like, we're going to read this together and then, you know, do a quiz on it afterwards. And then, okay, like who can, you know, raise your hand and, you know, and then tell me what, what is the meaning of this? As opposed to like, you know, facilitating, like, like, I, I just can't even fathom, like, how do you get someone interested in like a, a novel, like a high school kid, like they don't care. They just want to get their phones and get out of the class and get an A and, you know, be on with their day. Like, how do you even make yeah. that interesting? Do you, do you put together games? Do you put together, do you relate it to like pop culture? Do you talk about totally. like, you know, like, Hey, All this person is sort of like, um, <laughs> you know, uh, this famous rapper, you know, so you guys have heard of it, but, and they're like, wait, did that woman just say like, um, you know, uh, I know we're too old. We can't even think of an example. I I can't think of like rap now. Like did he just talk about Jack Harlow or did he talk about like, you know, who, who, who is he talking about? I know. Yes, absolutely. Alex. Like, um, one of my favorite things to teach was, uh, we used a walking dead episode to teach, um, certain, we tied it to certain themes in, um, you know, when now, of course I can't remember the details cause it's been like six years, five years ago. Uh, it's been a minute. Um, but yes, pulling in pop culture songs, we always brought as many songs into the classroom as we hmm. possibly could, because again, like it's making it more relevant to them because yes. they, it's so easy for us, even us, like educated adults, even sometimes we will read, you know, uh, I remember first time I, my favorite author is William Faulkner. And first time I read a William Faulkner novel, um, it was As I Lay Dying. And I remember thinking like, there are so many, I was able to make the connections on my own because I was just like a literature nerd anyway. There were so many relevant lessons and themes and topics in that book. And I made the connections on my own. And that's what kind of made me excited to be able to help other people make those connections. Um, because not everybody's brain works that way. Obviously that's, that's fine. We, not everybody, I'm glad everybody's brain does not work the way mine does. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Pulling it in, making it modern. That's the trick. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, you know, so like, then I also want to talk about like kind of, you know, how you bring that into your day to day. And then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what you do for, for, for photography. So like yeah. when you're talking to people and really connecting with people, I, I just feel like you do, you have this, like, you know, this great smile, you kind of really just, you joke around, like you're, you're self, self-deprecating, you try to get, <laughs> you, you, you're laughing, like, um, you know, you, you just get people to maybe open up to you in a way that most people may not, you know, I don't know if you noticed that, but like, um, people go, Hey, like, you know, just between me and you, or, Hey, like, I don't usually tell people this, or I don't tell reps this, but, um, you know, how do you think that is? How do you, uh, like think about like questions to ask people or, just, um, you know, connecting with people in a way that gets people to maybe open up a little bit more to you than they would like another rep, you know? Yeah. That I'm so grateful. Um, when people do that to me, Yeah, you know, when I feel comfortable enough to share, you know, something that I might not share with, with everyone, Uh, it just is, it's a quality 
that trust that, um, it's, it's hard sometimes to build it. And depending on, you know, the other person in the equation, sometimes it's easier than others. Um, I don't know that I even have like a, I don't know that I have like a good answer. I just feel like I, um, I think part of it might be gratitude, like, um, letting them know how grateful I am for their time, you know, which is true. Um, how grateful I am for them, you know, sharing whatever it may be with me early on. And I think about, you know, our sales cycles, sometimes they can be really fast and sometimes they can be very drawn out. And from the very beginning, I established, I tried very hard to say, look, if I hear any red flags when it comes to like our product that we're selling, you know, for this particular scenario, if I hear any red flags, I'll call them out. I'm not going to try to force a square peg into a round hole. I want them to know that, yes, I do make money from this. However, no amount of money is important enough for me to completely screw someone over. Like th- that's not in my best interest, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. and, and so I think maybe that's part of it is, you know, that they, and they can identify with that because surely they've been in, everyone's been in a scenario where um, you kind of have to make that decision and you have to decide, okay, am I going to, um, function in a way that is, um, like, I guess morally on the up <laughs> or not. Um, I don't know. I think if, if that, if I had to give an answer, maybe it would be like that it starts with gratitude. Yeah. And you call, you, you call stuff out. I, I like that. Like, yeah, if you, if you're the one that like leads with it first, cause they're always thinking like, okay, this Emily's a salesperson, she's trying to make money. Um, you know, I'm nervous about what to say to her. Like, you know, I want to get the best price for my organization because I'm buying. And it's this little dance between like, you know, buyer, seller. Um, and it's, you know, we're not looking at it as Emily, the person, <clears throat> Susie, the person on the other side. It's just this like, kind of like this, this awkward kind of ev- buying evaluation when it's like, Hey, if we can just like, like when that buyer called you and said that to you, that's because you've built that relationship over a couple of years. And it's like, you know, and she would never have told you, she would have just been like, sign the contract, move on, move to the next. Um, but you, you, you seem like somebody genuinely that, 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 you know, she could feel like cared about her, um, throughout, I mean, you stayed two years. I mean, you, uh, stayed in touch. like, like, that leads me to something like, you know, it, it, are there things you like to do to nurture people or like oh, yeah. over, over time that people are like, yeah, I'm not ready to buy, or maybe they selected a competitor and you were like, Hey, you know, you thought that they would be total great fits and it just worked out a different way, but you stayed relevant top of mind in a, in a way that was like not salesy was just like you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it literally, that's the problem. It has to come organically. You can't force it. Like perfect example. I had two companies who I was working with and they were very similar and like they were in the same industry. Um, they were both training organizations. One of them decided to go with Docebo. The other one didn't. And the one that didn't, it wasn't because they didn't like Docebo or they chose a different um, vendor. It was because they just weren't ready yet. So what I did was I followed the one that did buy Docebo and shared all of their successes with the other one. It literally was just storytelling. Now, obviously that worked out really well from a timing perspective. Like 
And, and by the way, the other one still hasn't bought. <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. always, it's not foolproof. <laughs> but it didn't come across least, as like rubbing it in their face or anything. It was no, like, hey, no. no. Okay. Yeah. It was literally just like, hey, you know, yeah, this is a yeah. fantastic example. Very similar of a, use case. Yeah. yeah. What, what could be. And, um, and trust me, my actual person at the company who still hasn't bought yet yeah. really wants yeah. to move in that direction. It's just the convincing of the, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, moving it up the ladder. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so I, it's great. It's great. So, um, tell me a, a little bit about, um, you know, I I would like to know maybe where you learned, like you think some of the life skills and some of these human mm-hmm. skills that you have today that I see come out in, in you so well as a teacher and and in your uh, job at Docebo like who around you in your life or experiences would you kind of credit or advices? uh, Well, and photography too. Yeah. Like, because all of it, you know, goes together. I, gosh, I don't even know where to begin. It really just starts off with me wanting to be close to people. Like me wanting to have really strong relationships. um, Me wanting to connect with people. If you think about it, all of those, I guess, jobs, you know, teaching, being in sales and photography, very people centric or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and if you think about it, it all kind of revolves around the concept of, you know, with photography, I like telling people stories, you know, in, in images and, yes. um, yeah when I, you know, family sessions, getting to see like the little kiddos being cute and camming it up for the photos. And, um, I do lots of, since I live in a college town, I do lots of graduation photo shoots, you know, when hearing these, you know, kids basically who are graduating and are so, I mean, the world is their oyster kind of situation. It's so inspiring. It like reminds you of what life really is about. Um, And that's what it comes down to. Like when you say, you know, I guess diving into how these qualities came to be, obviously there's just, that's part of who I am. I'm just innate in me. Like, that's why I like reading literature. That's why I like, like teaching literature. It's the stories. It's the like really getting into the humanity um, of, you know, everyone. And like, that's selling human. Here we are, you know? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this is a perfect lead into what I wanted. I wanted to read this because like, okay, you, uh, on the side, I have this side hustle, you're a photographer, you have some beautiful shots of like, I love one of my favorites, like the grads at UGA holding up the smoke and stuff like that. Just these like beautiful life moments, just like, and then everyday life moments, people just looking a certain way or, you know, their babies or touching like their, like a, you know, their, their, their stomachs, like about, you know, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, before they they give birth. So I wanted to read this because it's just how I think it's a great way to sell. And I want to break this down because it's on your website as a photographer. You you're talking about this whole disc IDES. Maybe you could tell me if you know what that is. I do not. I know Myers Briggs and Erica. I just know Emily is Emily. But um, I can talk to anyone, and I will totally get that, know that. Love talking about mental and emotional health, coffee, TV shows. I'm hooked on, or anything related to Radiohead. Uh, I love Three Porch Farms Chai. I I never had that. I need to go to Athens. 
The yes. Camarians Baked Goods and pretty much any documentary they narrated by David Attenborough. I mean, I love you just like three things, like all these things that don't sound related at all. Um, I'm completely in the middle on the Parks and Rec versus Office debate, 100%. I could watch every episode. I mean, they're both, they're they're equally hilarious. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't, uh, and honestly, I don't really see why it has to be a debate. Why can't we, they both really just be really great. I'm an internal optimist, sometimes at a fault. I have a handful. I mean, I don't know if that can be a fault. You know, I think that's, you know, just a great quality I have. I have a yeah. handful of restaurants I love to frequent the Athens area. I'll fight you over there amazingly. So I need some, some, some suggestions. But this is what I love. Like, this is, this is what, like, if I read this, I'm trying to get my photographer. Like, I need a photographer. I'm just like, Emily is uh, just a great person. Um, I want to I wanna see more. I, I want, I hope my work inspires you to remember the little moments in life that normally dance past us in the rearview mirror. It's just like right off the bat, we can all think of those moments in life that dance past, and like how you said that, dance past us. You could have said like moments in life that just kind of like pass us by, but like very, you know, very literal and you painted a picture. And then if you were looking for down to earth glimpses of your life, with a dreamy simplicity and balance, I'm confident we will make great work together. I mean, it's just down to earth, like dreamy, simple, like, but, you know, we can take these simple moments and you can make them so much more, you know? Yep. And then if your vibe is chill, but your eye of detail is trained, we're a match. If you're ready to say goodbye to the popular trends and fleeting fads and say hello to timeless, genuine pieces of art, guarantee we will have an amazing time together. You know, like the crowd goes wild for Emily's, you know, just short description on her page, um, you know, just kudos. I, I mean, that's just like, that's kind of to me selling. You're just, you're making these little things, you know, kind of, you know, someone feels seen, you know, as a photographer. What do you think you do as a photographer that helps you as a salesperson, if you could think? Oh, my communication. Yeah. Um, being able, to, because I, I struggle sometimes, I my brain sometimes will move too fast. Um, like just yesterday I had a head, a head shop session. It's hard to say that. And, um, it was with a bunch of painters at a business in Athens. These dudes, the last thing they wanted was to get their picture taken. <laughs> they did not. And men in general tend to not want to smile for the camera or, or get their pictures taken just in general. And I, in my head, I knew what I wanted him to do, like how I wanted him to position his body and mm -hmm. um, how I wanted him to turn and angle his head and all this. And sometimes if I'm out of practice, it's so hard for me to like say the word, you know, oh, turn a little to your left, you know, um, cross your arms and have your fingers out, like little tiny things that you do not think about until you're like in the moment. Um, that has helped me tremendously in sales and even, even communicating internally um, with my manager or my colleagues, whatever the case may be, just communication as a whole. I feel like I was not, I thought I was better at it than I, than I actually was. Cause think about it too. Like communicating as a teacher in physically in a classroom is different than communicating over a zoom, for example, mm -hmm. um, as a teacher, you know, mm -hmm. in the COVID days, mm -hmm. same thing with the way I would talk to you. Um, I mean, I try to keep it real and be like the same no matter what, but obviously there's nuances and uh, there's, you know, different times for different things. And so I feel like it's just helped me to become a more like well-rounded 
communicator. Also, sometimes what people think looks good doesn't look good in photos. Like I help them to understand, okay, I know that I will say this is the common thing I do. I do turtle, I call it turtle (laughs) neck. So especially for women who don't want to look like they have a double chin, I will tell them to push their heads out like a turtle. And I, I will say to them, I know that this feels so awkward and weird, but I promise you it will translate really well to the camera and they have to trust me. And sure enough, the, the, the photos come back and every time they're like, I cannot believe that work. And then they steal my trick and they use it for all their selfies. So. <laughs> I love so, that yeah. you kind of like, um, you know, <laughs> prefaced it with, it's like, look, you're going to feel, and you could do that in any walk of life, just kind of, you know, kind of preemptive, you know, at least say yeah. something or preface something and just, um, you know, try to take the objection out of their mind. You know, that's what you basically did is you just like, I know that you're going to think I'm totally crazy. This is yep. the, the, the dumbest thing that you're going to do. However, this is what I'm trying to do, or this is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's a disclaimer. And, and um, you know, I think there's probably a lot of times where, you know, you have to take someone's picture a certain way. And you're like, I know that this is going to be so dumb, but like, it's like, hey, the, the customer, you know, may not always be right, but they're, they're, you're, you're at their, you're, you have to respect them. They're always to be respected. Um, you know, so they, they're always, you're nothing without them. So like you, you have to, 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 to please them, but you also have to like make them think a little bit about, or ask enough, good enough questions. Okay. You know, you want that. Tell me what you like about that. Tell me what, uh, you're going for, for that, or yes. like, what's your personality? What do you like? Cause like, you know, you know, a pose for one person might look so like totally not good for another person. Like, you know, a girly pose for one girl be like totally the wrong thing for another girl, you know, and, and you can't just yeah. be women, you know, they're, they're two individual women, you know, um, you got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to be a photographer? I, I want, I am, I'm an amateur photographer. I'm not on your level. You I, I take I, I, I'm the one in the group that'll always like try to like, you know, I'm, I put stuff on Instagram, but I'm, I'm, I need to get a camera. I need to just be serious about it. Cause I, you know, I love it. I do love these. Like I'm, we're very similar in that. Like, I love like these like moments in life. We all look at, I think all of us actually, every single person looks at the world through this such a unique lens. And if you can just capture that, like somebody would, would maybe take, a picture in that same place, but not see the same, yep. thing, the exact same place as you. So I just yeah. like, like that thing thought of it. It's like, okay, no one's gonna maybe make it exactly the same. And it doesn't have to be like, like, you know, kind of, um, uh, what's the word like, um, textbook, uh, photographer, yeah. f- photograph. It's just me. It's just like what I would see, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Well, I know um, you're, we're kind of coming down and I, I could certainly like talk to you for a while. Um, what, uh, you know, like if you had advice for somebody like um, to kind of, uh, you know, bring into like help them become a little bit better at, 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 you know, selling somebody that maybe a teacher that feels like they do not sell, mm-hmm. you know, some non-traditional quote unquote non-salesperson. What are mm-hmm. some things that you might, you know, tell them to do or some places to, to, to start to, to, to realize that they are better than they, than they know. Mm, That's a really good question. Part of what I think 
something that we have not talked about yet, Alex. It part of what I think is kind of a, a key to my success is um, punk. I want to use the word punctuality, uh, promptness, attention to detail, and like swift action. I'm trying to say a bunch of words here to paint a picture. Anyone who thinks that they, I don't know, might not be good at selling or it might not come naturally to them, however, they might be really organized. Most teachers pretty much have to be organized. Um, or, you know, certain professions might lend themselves more to being a little bit more organized than others. Um, honestly, that is a huge piece of it. I cannot tell you how many times I have won deals simply by being the first to respond, being the fastest to either give an answer, even if it's not the answer they want. Mm. I was honest. I was quick. They respected it. Like they saw that I was there, available, um, real, you know, and, and that's what did it for them. And so Anytime I ever have a conversation, like I know a lot of our, our BDT, our business development um, reps, their goal, not all of them, but some of their goals um, include moving up to the account executive track. And um, a lot of times I'll say, you know, what would you recommend that I do that I like for practice um, to get there? And that's what I say. You know, that's one of the things that I say, be quick on your follow-up, be really, really prompt and um respect respect the person's time mm, yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah and so yeah. i know that that's kind of like a it's almost like a textbook answer and it's not something that honestly that's a skill that you can develop that's that's one of those things where if you're not very good at it you could probably get better at it like on your own if you tried um i don't know if that does that really even answer the question yeah, no, I think it does. It's 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 a it seems like a simple answer to most, but like it's you know, people's time are just the greatest currencies, you know, especially in business and, and people are busy and um and if you show that you respect someone's time and, and if you are I mean you 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 might not even be the the best, you know, solution, but if 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 somebody feels that level of like care of that respect of that of that like um you know that work that you've put in and to that you would be willing to drop things that you would do for them watch them kind of reciprocate and do things and yep. drop things for you or tell you things or maybe like like look at you somewhat differently because like again other people are just not they're like okay like i'll get to this like i'll move this but like you you show people in your like everything you do makes a statement like every every connection you make with a prospect or a person or every every interaction like speaks volumes it says something it either it, you know it says like hey i'm i'm on it i'm 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 on your team i'm working for you or it's like hey like i'm gonna get to it or hey i'm gonna like the message communicates maybe like you know you're one of a couple things in my priority list and not the biggest one so yes. it's like you know, you want people thinking, you know, and, and you can't do it for everyone. Look, you have to like, you know, run your schedule and your time is valuable too. Like people can't take advantage of it. 
but you have to find ways for make you know people to feel like you are their biggest priority because like like that's that's the that's the key that's where people start you know doing more for you in that case right that's it and when you can find that balance because i i will be the first to admit my first year i mean part of being an we don't have time to get into what the enneagram is but part of being an enneagram three is sometimes unfortunately uh being a workaholic and so i can definitely fall prey to that so you hit the nail on the head there with the balance my time is valuable and so sometimes it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I can do both. I can respect my own self and respect other people's time. Um, but man, when you, when you strike the balance, it is so rewarding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a whole thing in itself. Every, every person could, could talk about kind of balancing time and, and what's important to themselves. You know, as we kind of clean, like just kind of close out to the end. I'm curious, like, uh, you know, we we just look um, every all of us have these unique things about them. This is just a fun question about you, uh, Emily. So I want to ask you. I think you're gonna probably give a great answer to this. So I just think every single guest that I have, every person that I come across, we have these like unique stories about ourselves, like that are just like so personal to us. They're so totally us. Um, and so the question that I like to ask all my guests to, 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 you know, kind of round off is Emily, if I could, uh, if I asked your friends, like your family members, people that know you the closest, if there is something that would only, or could only happen to you, something that is so totally Emily, what is something that they would tell me that is just so totally you or something that would only, or could only happen to, to just you? (laughs) Oh, Alex, um, the gamut of answers that I could give you. Oh, I, love, uh, I bet, I bet. I think some people are stumped go, on this, so I love that you're the you're one of the first people. Are like, I got I got a whole book of things. I do have a whole wait. book. I have chapters in the book. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with a thing that actually happened to me, and this is just it's just one of the okay. So I'm driving down the road in my car with my doggies and I'm in, it had been raining in Athens. Um, I guess like for a couple of days before that, it wasn't raining currently in the moment when I was driving down the road. Um, but it had been, and so the ground was really wet and the wind was strong and literally Alex, an entire tree, like roots and all fell on my car while I was driving. No. Yeah. And that kind of stuff just, not like natural disaster stuff, but like just life events that just seem so bizarre (laughs) (laughs) just happened to me, um, a lot. And And so so, not a scratch on my body and my little doggies were safe too. I mean, they were kind of freaked out because there's a tree on the windshield, but it broke the windshield and everything. Dude, the whole thing, like it was, it was, yeah, like it stopped my car in its tracks glass everywhere my car ended up being in the shop for three months and i had like five different rental cars throughout the whole ordeal i'm telling you what are the chances of me driving down the road like at that very dri- moment yeah yeah like yeah you can, so did you drive funny. under it or something you know like i know can- so bizarre and i know you're probably looking for a much more philosophical or like um you know, some really smart answer, but I'll just tell you that like crazy, 
life yeah. events. <laughs> just, you know. Happen to you. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that <laughs> um, all day long. You know, so um, yeah, look, it's uh, been such a pleasure to talk to you. Tell me, you know, where, where can guests like just, you know, connect more with you or learn more about what you are all about? Where would you kind of send them to kind of find yeah. stories about you? And I, I might need to like some, some of these, uh, you know, kind of um, exam, maybe you could kind of go out with a bang with like some of these, uh, uh, you know, some of these advices you, you said, Comerian and speech, baked goods and, and yeah. kind of, um, the best restaurants in Athens, maybe you can go out there. Oh too. my gosh. Yes. I mean, you would have to stop me. We don't have enough time, but, um, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn, obviously. Um, and then, uh, I do have a photography Instagram page. So people, I'm, I love getting new follows on Instagram. That's always fun. Um, and then, yeah, you can definitely catch me on Saturday mornings at the Athens Farmers Market. Um, the Comarian is a little local bakery. They used to have um, their pastries down the street from our Dechebo office. Um, the coffee shop that we all frequent is called Thousand Faces. They used to sell their pastries there, and that's when I got hooked on them because it was just right up the street from Dechebo. So you can't go get a coffee without getting like a ham and cheese croissant, and they're just like melt in your mouth delicious. Um, unfortunately they changed their pastry provider. So now I have to drive like 30 minutes <laughs> down the road, but it's worth every mile. Um, but yeah, super yummy pastries. Um, three porch farm is my favorite local, um, they're a flower farm and they make their own chai and it is just to die for. You just simmer it with some really good milk, um, pour it over ice. Just so good. Any time of year. Um, best restaurants in Athens. Gosh, um, I love going to the grit. It's a vegetarian restaurant. I'll have to take you whenever you come. Um, it's super yummy. And then probably my latest favorite has been, um, a newer one called, uh, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. It's, uh, ZZ and Simone's is the okay. name of it. All right. Um, and it's like an Italian spot. Anyway, I could, like I said, I could go on forever, but, um, yeah, reach out to me on LinkedIn and thank you for having me, Alex. Oh, this has been a great one. I'm going to put all this in the notes. Uh, Emily Dukes, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bottom of my heart. Uh, you know, and thank you. I learned a lot uh, too about uh, photography and, and you and, um, <laughs> just, uh, just thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Alex. You're the best. Hey gang, all right, wow, you made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.